This is episode number 197 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo, joined as usual by my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fade. Hi. Nicole Rambo. Hello. How are you ladies doing? Good. Good, good. So uh, we'll jump right into our uh, our segments. Uh, Sarah, why don't you go first? Sure. So I thought it'd be fun to um, just go over a few uh, fun facts for the week. Okay. So it's just a little what what happened today in history. Nice. Lesson. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, we'll go through the week. So November 15th. Do you guys remember that uh, movie with Christian Slater in the 80s where he had a baboon heart? What? <laughs> yeah. This is up. not. No, this is not real. No. Yes, it is real. And no, Marissa not. Tomei was in it as his love interest. Okay. I, I remember a movie with these two in it. I didn't know yeah. that was. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, wait a second. Can you really, can you do that? Well, I'll tell you. So today on November 15th, there was a few attempts at a baboon heart transplant in babies. Oh my goodness. So baby Faye, that's an anonymous, you know, Mm. she was an infant who received a baboon heart transplant dies and she was only one. There were a few other ones, but they didn't live as long. Mm -hmm. And she was the longest living um, baboon heart transplant, and she lived only for 20 days with the heart. Mm. Okay, so, so it doesn't got, really work. No, I think they stopped it because it was not working. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this happened in 1984, November wow. 15th. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's a little scary to think about it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So the 14 day old, so the baby was 14 days old, and she had uh, transplant with a healthy walnut sized heart of a baby baboon. So baby Faye. Um, yeah, that's what I, Nicole's making a face. I got that face too. It's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, that poor baby baboon. Yep. No, I know. for everyone all around. It is. <laughs> so she did live longer than any other human recipient of an animal heart, but not long enough. So, so that happened on November 15th. So if you had to replace your heart with, a, with an animal <laughs> heart, mm-hmm. right, which one would you pick? Forget like the physiological aspect Forget just like real what science? would you yes yes discounting actual science uh-huh. and health uh what would you like to have beating inside you oh i don't know i i uh, well what do you uh what's your spirit animal sarah oh i don't know i uh <laughs> that's a loaded question i don't know do you All have right. a spirit animal no yeah, do you? A sleepy Yeah, one. of course I have, yeah. What is sloth. it? Sloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so on November 16th, right, in 1907, Oklahoma enters the Union. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And the Oklahoma Territory collectively enters the U.S. as Oklahoma, the 46th state. Or sooner have you ever rather been? than later. Have you ever been to, to, to Oklahoma? 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 No. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I got that uh, day. Oklahoma, yes. the wind. It's comes it's, uh, on the it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Yes, I've so been. Oklahoma is a name derived from the Choctaw Indian words "okla," meaning people, and "hama," meaning red. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. I was so, at, I was at a Carl's Jr. and I overheard in someone in Oklahoma, and I heard someone talking to somebody else saying, "Man, we've been getting so much rain this season." The grass is up to the cow's belly. (laughs) How very Oklahoma. Uh, Yes. Um, Okay, so on November 17th, this is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. So it's football season, as you know, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. 1968, on November 17th, 
NBC angered everybody watching football. So there was a, a legendary game between the Oakland Raiders, who I love, mm-hmm. uh, yes. with the New York Jets, our home team. Okay, right? Yes. I know. <laughs> this makes me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. On November 17th, 1968, the Oakland Raiders scored two touchdowns in nine seconds, which is amazing. It yeah. is amazing. To beat the New York Jets, and no one sees it because they're watching the movie Heidi. <laughs> 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 so with just 65 seconds left to play, NBC switched off the game in favor of its previously scheduled programming, a made-for-TV version of the children's story, Heidi. Oh, man. Yeah. So they say lessons learned. Yeah. Whatever you do, you better not leave an NFL football game. <laughs> but funny, funny enough, because of that, right? Mm. NFL has a clause in all its TV contracts that it can't do that. Yeah. And uh, NBC installed a new phone called the Heidi phone <laughs> in the control room that had its own exchange and switchboard. So to avert any disasters because they said, um, NBC said, we're going to go ahead. And mm-hmm. then because it was such a like tense game, because yeah. the, they kept going back and forth with who was leading, yeah. that um, the people in charge tried to get to the switchboard, but they couldn't get through to oh, tell, to them, tell don't, them, don't switch don't over. Air. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but they couldn't get through. So then yeah, they're like, yeah. "Well, we haven't heard anything, so we're gonna go yeah. forward as planned." So now I, they have the Heidi phone. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't think people realize how complicated it is to do live, live television. Yeah, like Heidi is like queued up somewhere in an office in New York City, mm. yeah. and meanwhile they're playing this game, and like one hand is not talking to the other hand. Especially back then, it's like you know, yeah, exactly. 1968. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of send them a text. Wild. Not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wild. Okay, so uh, November 18th. In November 18th, 1883, mm-hmm. did you know railroads created the first time zones? Oh, really? really? Yeah. So the Eastern Pacific, you know, yeah. and the mm-hmm. Central Mountains. Central yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, <laughs> the other ones. The other ones. <laughs> so at exactly. No one goes by those. So really, everything yeah. is Eastern Standard Time. Get out of here. ESTB. At exactly noon on November 18th, American and Canadian railroads began using four continental time zones to end the confusion of dealing with thousands of local times. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So, and did you know in the 80s, mm. the 1880s, that, you know, the Western, Spanish Western, everything with high noon, that's how they told time with yeah. high noon. Uh. Wow. Yeah. So, even as late as the 1880s, most towns in the U.S. had their own local time, generally based on high noon or the time when sun was at its highest point in the sky. And it just became too crazy. So as railroads began to shrink, the travel time between cities, um, these local times became a scheduling nightmare. So, um, oh, yeah, because like when you get to the train, you know, yeah, yeah. who knows? Yeah, most Americans and Canadians quickly embraced their new time zones. Hmm. However, it wasn't until 1918 that Congress officially adopted the railroad oh, okay. time zones. But the railroads made yeah. the time zones. It's pretty that. wild. I know. And I know our own Mr. Jim Ward probably knows this already. We'll post something about this. But this day in history on November 19th, 1863, mm-hmm. President Lincoln delivers the Gettysburg Address. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, it was on that day, the dedication of a military cemetery at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. during the American Civil War. President Abraham Lincoln delivers one of the most memorable speeches in American history. Fewer than 275 words, Lincoln brilliantly and movingly reminded a war-weary public why the Union had to fight and win the Civil War. Now, do you guys know... Didn't he, like, steal that speech? No, he made it. He did. He, There's, he, like, conspiracy that he stole that speech. He stole the speech from who? From, like, from... a Greek, like... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, maybe Jim can comment on that. He was probably yeah. paraphrasing. 
Perhaps. Yes. But perhaps he yeah. would have yeah, failed English 101 mm-hmm. in college for plagiarism. <laughs> um, let's see. It's very controversial. I it know. lasted only two to three minutes. Right, it was very short. Well, they said that he wrote it on the train to the thing, they say. Um, what, he used to go on his web browser? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I, I could have sworn I heard this somewhere. It's not saying it's real. It's just like a, like a conspiracy theory or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's so many. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is the most replicated speech ever. Nice. So with that said, do you guys know the first line to the speech? Was it four score and seven years ago? And? Our, That's not the- our forefathers. No. Close. Very close. Okay. Get rid of four. Our fathers. Okay. Uh, four yeah. score and seven <laughs> years ago. You're very close. I wouldn't have gotten it. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth. Brought forth. See, on I this continent, four. Yeah. a new nation conceived in liberty and de- dedicated to the proposition that all men, men are, are created, created equal. equal. Yeah. And then it has like two other paragraphs. So it is very short. It's like two minutes mm-hmm. long. But mm-hmm. but that happened. Very cool. Very neat. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's all that's I a have. Fun one. Very historic yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some fun facts for people to remember and to, you know, recite to their friends and family to wow and amaze them. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Next week while you're Start getting together for uh, Thanksgiving, you can drop yeah. some knowledge. Yeah. Did you know yeah. that the railroad <laughs> created the time zones in America? Great. Thank you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Nicole, you are bronze and relaxed. <laughs> yes. What happened? I just got back from Aruba. Got back from Aruba. I Very did, good. Yes. yes. How was it? Amazing. Nice, lovely. Yes. yes. <laughs> cool. Your first vacation post COVID? Uh, yeah, like yeah. out of the car. Uh, yeah. Like not like it. not just like a long weekend. Like yeah, I've done like, like long actual, weekends. Like a legit a vacation. Yeah, yeah, vacation. Yes. Okay, very yes. good. I got on a plane. Everything. Cool. Yeah, it was nice. Nice. So I have some Aruban facts for everybody. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We fig- we figured yeah. that yeah. today you'd be in that I'm mood. Still, I'm still, still in Aruba mood, mentally. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Drop them. Okay. So uh, every native Aruban speaks four languages. Seriously. English, Spanish, Spanish, Dutch, and Papamiento. Nice. Papamiento oh. and Dutch are the official languages of Aruba. Okay. And douchey in mm. Papamiento means sweetheart. Oh, so ah. did you get a lot of douches? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like you heard it. Like we went to a food store one day and like there were like, obviously there are people speaking Papamiento all over the place, but like there is, you know, you know, when you like hear a word in another language yeah. that you know and yeah. you like perk up, you're like, oh, yeah. I know that one. Yeah. And there was like a husband and he's like, douchey. And I was like, oh, he just called his wife sweetheart and asked if this was the right oh, <laughs> thing to get. Nice. I was like, very cute. Um, Ruben say that Papamiento um, was developed from like a Portuguese African pigeon language. Mm. Okay. Yep. And there's some Dutch and Spanish Spanish influences. Uh, the Aruba is a former Dutch colony. It's still part of the kingdom of the Netherlands, but it's own country now as well. Okay. But like you'll see the king and queen of the Netherlands still yeah. like around and stuff like that. And so was the dollar the primary uh, form of currency or was the no, euro? No, it's the euro. Florian. Oh, the Florian, not even the euro. No, okay. no. It's uh, Aruba's currency is the Aruban Florian, but they take, they take dollars. dollars. Like yeah. we you know, paid in uh, dollars and everything and tipped and, you know, like um, US yeah. dollars and everything. Um, what else? They produce their own drinking water. So that was a big thing because I know sometimes you go to other countries and they're like, don't drink the water. Yeah. Or it, like they're like, no, just turn on tap water. It's fine. That was mm-hmm. like one of the things a bus driver said to us. So you drank cool. the water so and you were fine. It was very good. Okay. They produce their own 
aloe vera products. Nice. And it's Aruba Aloe, and that's like one of their like main exports. Huh. And there's a, they have like their own factory there and everything. And there's a aloe Aruba store on every single corner. And I bought every single thing in that store. <laughs> <laughs> so whoops. Uh, Aru- Aruba's slogan is "One Happy Island." You'll see wow. that everywhere, nice. and they really are happy, polite, nice people. And I had asked the one of the. We took a taxi somewhere and I had said, I'm like, are you sick of tourists? And like, he laughed and he was like, honestly, no, he's like, that's all we know. Like there's more tourists there than people, you know? And like from a, from a young age, tourism and hospitality, that's like what they learn. That's like what they know. So I thought that was like interesting. And, uh, so I was like, oh yeah. Also, I don't know. Was he going to tell me that he was a sick of a tourist as I was a tourist? That's true. He might've been lying to me, but it seemed, uh, it's like convincing no, the way no, he said it. Yeah, you, no, yeah. You're, you're good. You're all right. You're, you're my favorite tourist. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Aruba Ariba is the national cocktail of Aruba. Okay, oh. which is? It's very good. It contains vodka, rum, creme de banana, orange <gasps> juice, cranberry Ooh. juice, pineapple juice. Oh my goodness! And some other. That cozy sounds like fruit punch. It's, it's like dangerous. It is. Saying. It's like the Long Island iced tea of Aruba. You know, sort of thing where it's like a lot of, yeah. but yes. like if they make it right, you don't really taste it and it yeah. just tastes good. And how many of those did you have? They made them right and <laughs> they tasted good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I broke my toe. No, <laughs> I did break my toe, but <laughs> not related to that. <laughs> you broke your toe in Aruba? Yeah. I, well, it's I really busted it up. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, it was an uneven sidewalk. Oh. Uh, they have their own local beer that they brew as well called Balashi. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's very good. It's like a Heineken sort of. Okay. But mm-hmm. they have their own um, distillery, not distillery, but a brewery there mm-hmm. and everything that you can tour. Um, it's windy. So if you go, <laughs> know that it's very windy. Like, more windy than you would think. <laughs> no, it's just like, was it maybe just windy when you were there? No. It's always windy. It's windy. Because do you ever hear of the DVDV tree? It's no. like the tree and like they're permanently bent because of the winds. Really? Yeah. No, it is like always windy there all the time. It's like no. uncomfortably windy. No, okay. not uncomfortably windy. It's it feels nice. You know, sometimes you're laying out mm. and like a breeze comes and you're like finally. So you is know. it breezy or is it windy? No, it's windy. Okay. It goes from a breezy <laughs> to a windy. There's never not air <laughs> moving past oh, you. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But it was nice because of how warm it is. It makes it nice. And what was the weather like while you were there? 82 to 85 every okay. day. Sunny? Sunny. Okay, every day. Nice. There was a little bit of a cloud cover uh, mm-hmm. one day, and there was one day where it did rain for like four minutes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that is a happy place. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So those are just some of, um, oh, yeah, and the Divi Divi tree um, mm-hmm. is uh, famous. So those are just some of the fun facts about it. Nice. And then to, you know, relate it back to the library, of course, we have two databases. I talked about this before, but I'll say it again. Culture Grams, because I love oh, it so love much. Culture Grams. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to know about any other country culture, I really highly encourage you to start at Culture Grams. It's, it's just wonderful. <laughs> and then we have a new one. It's the L-O-T-E database. And this is a database that has stories. Oh. L-O-T-E online for kids. And it allows children to enjoy the magic of books in world languages from the comfort of home. So, again, this is a database. You can access it at home. This is strictly through Middle Country? 
Or can they actually? Yeah, so it's on of our databases, yeah. Each book is provided with an English translation to help develop multilingual reading and listening skills. Kids can also watch a selection of English-only books with Australian, U.S., U.K. accents as well. They don't have Papamento, but they do have Spanish, they have Dutch, they have, like, every other, like, they have so many Mm -hmm. languages, and they're only, like, growing and getting, you know, adding more and more, and so it's a really uh, great a resource. It's a new one. We just got it recently. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. And then for those who are thinking of traveling with children um, and you're not sure, because I we saw, you know, a lot of uh, families, too, because it's okay. it's I wouldn't say it's not family friendly like Disney is family friendly. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, there are there were plenty yeah. of children yeah, on yeah, the yeah. island, you know, um, but I did in the airport. I was like, wow, that's a mm. undertaking to travel with children, especially oh, sure. small yeah. children. There were. Some were, you know, having a harder time than others. Oh, my God. There was two little kids. They were so funny. They were just sitting on their little um, rolly, you know, mm. suitcases just sl- all over the airport. And the room was, like, <laughs> kind of a small airport. And, like, planes are landing constantly. It's pretty packed mm-hmm. out. And they were just flying all over the place. <laughs> and the mom was having a, a real hard time. Like, she didn't know what to do. The dad had headphones on. Not even. <laughs> oh, uh, that's what I would have been like. Uh, excuse me, sir. Yeah, I felt so bad. The Here kids. are the divorce papers. Yeah. Unless you get off. Oh, man. It was bad. And I couldn't stop. Like, it was funny. Mm. Like, But, you know. It's, anyway, it's an experience, I would say. So we do have some books <laughs> on it. Trouble Treat, Trouble Free Travel with Children, Helpful Hints for Parents on the Go by Vicki Lansky. And you can find that in our parents collection, 910.202. Um, and there's some other like traveling, traveling family. There's some ebooks as well. So if you want to, you know, get any tips or tricks on how to have a smooth travel experience with children. Sal, you travel with children. What's I that do. like? A child. Uh, it's, um, but she's a good child. She's well, yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, you know what? We've only done like the short, like three hours or less. Mm. Okay. On on the trips, so mm-hmm. it's you know next year when we go to Sicily, it's going to be a different mm. experience. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah, but she's old. She's she'll be old. Yeah, she'll be at, like... yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. These are like they were yeah. maybe five, four or five. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I'll were... tell you when because we traveled a lot when she was a uh, toddler mm-hmm. and when she was younger because we wanted to get her into disney before she mm. had to pay right, right right so like three and under they don't have to pay yeah. mm-hmm. so we did that a lot uh we did three times before yeah. and that was actually traveling with her that way was f- phenomenal oh, okay. I think no moving you. around yeah. no on our lap it was very simple a hundred dollars your daughter's a better traveler than i am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed but it looks like there were other like we were at jfk in the morning getting off there was like a family coming out of a taxi we were like online outside to check our bags and Again, it was like a mom and a dad. They had like three kids. One was like a baby. One was maybe like four or five. One was a little bit older. And the mom just yelling at them. And there was a couple in front of us who were older couples. Mm-hmm. So like they maybe had old, like grown yeah. children. Yeah, grown and they were just looking and they're laughing like, remember those days? <laughs> <laughs> so it was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank right. you, Nicole. Good Welcome on. back. All right. So I, uh, I have just a little bit of uh, something that I just want to mention this week. You know, next week is Thanksgiving. Yes. You know, usually we have our Thanksgiving trivia episode mm-hmm. and we'll have something like that next week. We're going to mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. But uh, part of me felt like it would be a little inappropriate not to talk about what I'm about to talk about now. Oh. Which, is the, <laughs> which is the fact that um, it might be a little rough for some people this, this year 
because Thanksgiving is going to cost oh, twenty one percent more than yeah. it did last year. I know. I told Sarah. Yeah, it's going to uh, go up from fifty cents to a dollar. Yeah. according to Statista. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yeah. So I just really quickly just wanted to mention this because maybe maybe we have some listeners who want to want to think about Thanksgiving next week and maybe they can adjust their plans in order to make it more affordable. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Okay. So just, this is the rising price of Thanksgiving dinner. This is from The Balance by Kristen Myers, um, wrote this article. So according to this, these are the percentages that we're looking at. So potatoes are going to be 8.38% more expensive this year. Pumpkins, 0.52% more. Turkey, 0.8% more. Yeah. Right, which is big when you think about it. Yeah. But this is crazy. Cranberries, 0.28% more expensive. And ham is 62% more expensive this what? year than it was last year. Jeez. The ingredients for a 10-person Thanksgiving dinner this year will cost, and now this is where Sarah flips out. Yeah, it's the price cost, that Sarah had said it costs. It's going to cost $55.49 for a 10-person meal, Sarah. What do you think? <laughs> Sarah's like, that's a one-person meal. That's a half a person. That's a joke, right? No, it's not a joke. It's up from 4573 in 2020. (laughs) You know, this is that Farm Bureau data. They got the same data from the Farm Bureau. I will not. So this is the turkey. This is the turkey. This is the average turkey cost. This is how much it went up. Okay. So in 19, Mm. in in, uh, 2019, Mm. for a 15-pound turkey, it was Mm. Mm $12.63, the average. All right. 2020, 1508. Mm-hmm. 2021, 1629. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense to you? I don't think it does. <laughs> uh, now, now I'm going on your side, Sarah, because I don't know where, where you can get a 15 pound turkey for $16.29, no. at least on Long Island, right? right? Yeah, right. Okay. So, anyway, so that being said, and, and obviously it's not just Thanksgiving, everything that people are spending on now, I don't know if you've been to the store, I'm sure you have been to the stores, the supermarkets mm-hmm. the last couple of months, you know, we're looking at a 6.2% increase on most items at the stores. So that being said, there was also an article written by Emily Heil over at the Washington Post, mm-hmm. uh, some things that you could think about to make this year's Thanksgiving dinner a little more manageable. Okay, mm. and you tell me what you think about these. Okay, so to let go of certain traditional foods that you usually cook every year and just go oh, with God. the basics. So, like for me, I pumpkin pie is usually that's a that's a staple. That's a, a basic. staple. Yes, a basic. So maybe not doing the pumpkin pie this no, year. No, because she said keep the basics. That's basic. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like, Everything is basic. There's nothing. Maybe what, like truffle like the, mac and cheese. I was gonna say the lobster. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the right. surfing turf appetizer. <laughs> Maybe cut, you know, cut back. Um, so another <laughs> idea. Pumpkin pie has to stay. Yeah, that's so, like, don't get the turkey. Right. Well, this is the thing. They say instead of going, <laughs> instead of, you know, most people buy more turkey than they need. They buy right, a bigger yeah. turkey. So they said, you know, think about your bird side and really follow the the guidelines on the package that say you can feed mm. this many people for this size turkey. Okay. okay. That's yeah. fair. Okay. That? All right. That's I think that's And also true. limiting the number of dishes and portions. So I think what she's saying here is take away some of the side dishes, which I think are the best part that's, of Thanksgiving. That is Thanksgiving. Yes. All right. So this this lady don't know what she's talking about. Well, she's she's painting a very grim yeah. yes. meal. Uh, so she also says, um, for one. <laughs> <laughs> <meal> for one. 
That should be like a frozen, a frozen food line. She also she also suggests that you that you shop for the shelf stable items now this week, rather than next week, and do that for all the holidays moving forward. Yeah, so that kind of thing. Um, I feel like Thanksgiving and Christmas are similar too yes. in a lot of the yes, foods. In the so foods, yeah. you can yeah. get a lot of that now. So next week we will have <laughs> next week we will have an episode uh, as we usually do on Thanksgiving week. It'll be on Wednesday, so it'll go up on Wednesday, and we'll do something special yeah. as okay. far as trivia or something like that. I'm looking into a couple of things, but but we're not going to be talking about uh, how much Thanksgiving costs. Well, you know it is, it, but that those numbers are, are ridiculously off because like butter, it's like getting a, like a you know, a package of butter is like five bucks now. It's mm. that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That she yeah. really thinks that you can make a, a f- 10, 10, was it 10? A meal for 10? But it's well, that was the other, range. yes. So that was, yes. So that was the other, the, from the balance. <laughs> Balance is a ten-person meal. Yeah, yeah, they live the, in a particularly expensive place. No, no, that's ridiculous. That's <laughs> I'm telling you. That's if you buy Thanksgiving in a meal in a tin can, and everyone gets their own tin can. That is ridiculous. Yes, but no, but anyway, going back, it, it will be very expensive. And um, anyone that needs help, they should not be embarrassed to go to food pantries because you can get a lot of uh, you know, like like you said, shelves. Staples. Yeah. Um at the food pantries and and a lot of times you just have open hours. You just go grab what you need for your family. Yeah. Um so you you don't have to cut back. No. No, you know, we'll on put, an aside or anything. We'll put, like we'll put a couple links in the show notes yeah, for folks. For the food. So, and yeah. like, to, like our database 2 and one will have, like you can just type in food pantry and we'll give you local ones. Because I think a lot of um, churches and, and stuff, there's probably a lot that you don't know exists. Exactly. Like oh, in, yeah, in your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. no, one sh- no one should ever feel exactly. ever and, and listen, ashamed or embarrassed And listen, if, 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 you know, if you know someone who maybe might be struggling, you know, to maybe make a, a side dish and bring it over on Thanksgiving morning. Say, mm-hmm. hey, listen, I, mm-hmm. I had a little extra. They don't mm-hmm. have to know that you made it. Good, that's good advice. Yeah. I had a little extra, yeah. and I just thought you know you'd like some of this because yeah. it's really good. I mean, joking aside, it's it is really expensive it's, this year. It's a rough. People just, were hit just, hard. So. Yeah, and just like yeah, yeah. I mean, we're you coming off of that time. You should not have to cut out your family unless you really want. Right. Unless they're right. toxic, yeah, yeah, right. cut away. Yeah. yeah, but you shouldn't have to feel like that. So right, that you can't have. Yeah, so because you can't afford it. Yeah, you know, never feel bad. It says many extended families didn't gather last year, and this year might be the first time since the coronavirus pandemic that you'll be sitting down with a larger gang. That two-year pause might just be the opportunity you need to evaluate what's really important. Your mental health. <laughs> or, yeah, and, but, I mean, yeah, unless unless you want to cut them out. Right, yeah. But so a lot of people look forward to, to you right, know. Right, getting yeah. together with family. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, very good. Okay, yeah. so uh, so that does it for another episode if you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, you know where to find it, mcplpodcast.com. And you can uh, email us as well, podcast at mcplibrary.org if you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, hit that like button, uh, share this video, you know, forward this, forward this video with someone, and comment below and let us know what you think about the show and yes. if you have any ideas for uh, future shows. So. so for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, Sal DiMicento, see you on the next show. <laughs>